Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Before we jump into the lesson, The Chaos of Leadership, I want to take a few moments and I want to remind you of some dates that are coming up. On October 4th, I will be in Canton, Ohio, and I will be doing a roundtable. I will be doing a lesson on the practicals of leadership, just practices every leader has to implement. I will be talking about critical mass when your life begins to explode and you still have to be able to lead. And then I will talk about the one question I'm always asked. It doesn't matter the size of the organization, big or small, whether the leader is new or old. This is the one question, and how do you respond to this question? You can go to my website, Gerald Brooks Ministries, and you can sign up for that. I believe it will be of great value to you and any of your team members. Also, on October 20th and 21st, we're we're doing our leadership conference here in Plano, Texas. Now, I believe in the power of the room that when you get a leader that is growing exponentially with a group of people who desire to grow, you create the explosive environment for leadership to become exponential, that you don't add to leadership, but that you multiply your leadership. And if you want to multiply your leadership, be here on October 20th and 21st. And then on October 20th, my new book will be coming out, Tough Stuff. I'm more excited about this book than any book that I've put out. I think it'll be a game changer and so helpful to so many people. That being said, let's jump into the lesson today, The Chaos of Leadership. The Chaos of Leadership. To be honest with you, I think chaos is the new norm for people. There's always something that is going on that is going to be chaotic. And yet in the midst of it, leadership has to happen. So I just want to walk you through the chaos of leadership and give you some of the kind of chaotic things that every leader is confronted with. Uh, The first one would be family chaos. See, most people look at leaders as a snapshot. They see them at a specific moment in a specific context, but they don't see the totality of who they are. They just see that moment. It is no different than taking a snapshot. And if we just took snapshots and said, if you're going to become a leader, you've got to be like this snapshot, that might be one bit of information. But the truth of the matter is, is that leaders deal with real life things. And a part of the real life is every day there's real life things that happen, yet in the midst of it, they still have to lead. So what we tend to do is we tend to take the public moments of a leader and we tend to isolate them from the private issues of a leader. But for every leader, they have private issues, and those usually involve family chaos. Let me give you an illustration. Uh, Probably about 10 years ago, I was about to host the conference that I just invited you to, our leadership conference, and about six days before I'm going to host it, I get a call. It's an emergency call that my dad has just fallen off a 15-foot ladder. He has gone headfirst into concrete. They do not think he's going to 
live. And as a result of that, I have to immediately jump on a plane, go to the state that he was in. I have to drive a couple of hours, get to the city, go into the hospital, and there he's laying there. Honestly, when I saw him and what I saw and the devastation to his head, I didn't think that he was going to survive. But it began a process, and that process was this, that I was going to be there for a few days. Now, at the same time, I have hundreds of people from all over the nation coming in the next week. They have been given this opportunity, they've paid for this opportunity, and yet in the middle of it, I'm having to deal with my dad. My dad is unconscious. He goes through surgery. They're not sure if he will wake up. I'm having to fly back and forth, but I'm trying to get everything situated so I can do this conference. Now, in the middle of that, what was happening was I was having to deal with two sides of life. I was dealing with the public. I had a conference to do, but I was dealing with the private. I have a dad, and I'm the only one in the family that is his caregiver. So as a result of that, it's requiring my time and attention. And it's one of those things where I have this important part of me that is my family. And yet I have this important part of me, which is my ministry. And so I'm having to navigate that. I'm going back and forth and calls are coming in and I'm having to Uh, speak at the conference as my dad is getting updates about his condition and all these issues. If I went back even uh, years earlier, it would be when my daughter, when we just started the organization, um, had open heart surgery. And she was just a year old. And back then, the science isn't what the science is today. And there was great jeopardy. But I'm having to facilitate a church that has just started. I'm having to facilitate the fact that this is a devastating thing to my wife and I because we're told that there's a high likelihood that our daughter is not going to live and is not going to survive. And as a result of that, I'm having to navigate this. Here's the thing about family chaos. If you're a leader, leadership doesn't stop. And so I often look at people who have the ability that they can take personal time. Well, I need to take some personal time away, and I need to handle something. And and if you're in that position, I just want to applaud you. I've just never been in that position. I've always had an organization where people were dependent on me. Uh, There was something that was always needed, and I had to be able to navigate both of them. And what I can tell you is, is if you are a leader out there, especially a young leader, and you feel like your your home is chaotic and you're thinking to yourself, well, should I even be leading? Can I even lead? What I want to say to you is yes. You can lead and you can maintain multiple priorities even in the midst of chaos. I've had to do it. I've done it. It's not fun to do it. I don't like doing it but it's something that you're not going to be able to be insulated from. You're not going to stop having a family, and you're not going to stop being a leader. You're going to have to marry those two together, and you're going to have to maintain the values and the significance of them. Another thing is what I call emotional chaos. Now, I've been honest about this. Anyone who's ever heard me speak, this is where I'm most vulnerable. 
this is the one place that I felt least equipped when I went into leadership. I was the guy who understood spiritual values, and I am the man who lives with what many people would say very intense discipline habits. But it wasn't the disciplines that got me. It wasn't the beliefs that got a hold of me. It was the fact that the emotions of what I did. See, emotional extremes are normal. The mountaintops, the valleys, the moments of good and the moments of bad. I remember Norman Schwarzkopf. He was the general that um, led the uh, Gulf War in Kuwait. And during that particular time when he retired, he said, everybody's going to lead in peaks and valleys. He says, my only hope for you is that you have more peaks than valleys. But he said, as a leader, I know there are more valleys than peaks. When I read that, I thought back to the life of Joseph, Joseph in the Old Testament. And the thing about Joseph in the Old Testament is if you count the good and the bad, what you will find is there are more bad events mentioned than good events. Now, he ended up having longer-term good just in years. But if you just calculate, hey, being thrown into the pit, being uh, betrayed uh, at Potiphar's house, being thrown into prison, being forgotten, what you find is that he had more down events than up events, even though the up event would eventually last longer. And so there are emotional extremes, and the emotional extremes are just normal. See, we live in a time where more people are on emotional edge. And as I said, the uniqueness of leadership is I not only have to manage my emotions, I have to manage my organization's emotions, but I have to manage the emotions of people who come to my organization looking for help. So there's really three tiers of emotions that we have to face. And so there's just the emotional chaos and the ability to create emotional equilibrium, the ability to just be able to manage your emotions, not let the ups get to you or the downs get to you, to be able to focus in between those. There's also mental chaos. And mental chaos deals with territory we've never seen before, circumstances that we've never faced before. See, as a leader, I believe that if you're not overprepared, you're not prepared. And what overprepared does is it prepares you for the unknown. See, if I overprepare for what I know I have to do, then I will be in a position to be prepared for the things that I'm not knowing I'm going to have to do. And mental chaos is when you're facing something that you've never seen before, and every leader does that. Leaders had to reinvent at the very beginning of this thing we call COVID. It reinvented business, it reinvented church, it reinvented family, it reinvented relationships, and whatever your view of COVID is, it doesn't matter. You had to deal with some level of reinvention. It was forced on you, and it creates mental chaos. And so as a leader, there's family chaos that people deal with, there's emotional chaos, and there's mental chaos. 
But then next, there's team chaos. See, there's no success without a team. That's just the reality of it. There is absolutely no success without a team. You have to have a team of people. Jesus sent his disciples out in two. David had his mighty men of valor. Joshua had the captains of the host. Gideon had his 300. Jesus had his 12. Paul taught Timothy and Titus they needed to raise up elders and bishops. Why? Team is a part of success. You cannot survive alone. You need a team of people. Now, maybe your team of people's the two. Maybe your team of people's 12. Maybe it's the 300. I don't know what size your team is, but I know God didn't create you to do life alone. And so you've got to do things together. And what you know is that you have to do more together. But in the way individuals can face chaos, teams can. Because at times there's competing agendas and at times there's competing emotions. And you have all of these things being uh, consolidated into moments where you've got to take a team that has different uh, agenda points and different emotions, and you have to mold them together to create an effective organization. So there's team chaos, and then there's people chaos. And people chaos is the fact that there's constant change. People that you were depending on all of a sudden come to you and feel like they should be somewhere else. People that you expected to be in one position come to you and say, I don't like that position. I want to do this. And so when when you're getting ready for the big game and all of a sudden your quarterback comes in and says, hey, uh, I'm going to play for another team. When your left tackle, who is the most important person on the line to protect you from getting hit, says, hey, I'm not feeling well. I'm going through something. I'm not going to be able to participate. Well, the thing about uh, people chaos is this, is that you're dealing with it. It's, it's, it's just a part of the constant churn out there that you're faced with. And so as a leader, you get to navigate these. And then on top of that, there's society chaos. And this is one of those things that has become more universal. See, in business, there used to be sort of isolation zones. Well, you did the car manufacturing. Well, the car manufacturing wasn't affected by the parts development in the Far East. But now the supply chain affects that. And and now computer chips have to be made. And now people that aren't working in one country are affecting whether you can keep your people working in this country. And so you have society chaos, and and that takes on politics. Boy, one of my least favorite things. It involves at time the underground anger that, that is within society and world effects at home. And so you have society chaos. And and this is what I want you to know. I'm just trying to set the template. The chaos of leadership is that everyone has a family and there's chaos there. Everyone has emotions and there's chaos there. Everyone 
has a mind and there can be chaos there. If you're leading, you have a team and there's chaos there. With people, there's always going to be chaos. In society, there's always this transference of chaos from one area to another. So what do you do when there's leadership chaos? I think the first thing is, is you do what Max Dupree says. What is the first job of a leader? To define reality. This is what reality is to us. And reality to me is this. There's always a level of chaos. So if I'm looking for total tranquil environments where everything is perfect and everything is sublime, I'm just not going to have that. Every day I get up and know there's going to be a level of chaos. Now, I want that level to be a normal level of chaos, but I know that it can be abnormally high. And I know that if it's abnormally low, I need to just enjoy that moment. But there is always a level of chaos. So I think you have to define reality for you and your organization and your key people by saying, hey, the nature of life is there's always a level of chaos. The second thing I would say to you is that you have to trust that God's at work even when things are chaotic. Even when things are chaotic. See, it's sort of like that uh, windstorm that can happen. Uh, We call them uh, dirt devils out here in Texas where it's sort of like a mini tornado and you see it picking up dirt and picking up debris. Even when everything seems to be blown around, even when everything seems to be out of place, trust that God's at work. I teach often that I believe that Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2 are the template for life. In there, it talks about how that there was darkness upon the face of the earth. You just couldn't see. There didn't seem to be any clarity There didn't seem to be any place that you could go where there was any kind of horizon. Darkness was there. But then it says, and there was chaos upon the earth. It says that when you look through the darkness, the only thing you could see was this this environment of chaotic that was just enveloping what we call earth. And in the midst of that, it says these words, but the Spirit of God moved. One of the things that I believe is fundamental to a leader is the ability to see God at work during chaotic situations. So I would say there's always going to be a level of chaos, but secondly, trust that God's at work. When things get chaotic, don't give up on faith. Don't push to the side. God's at work. I'd say the third thing that you have to understand about leading during chaotic moments is the more chaotic it becomes, the closer you need to be to God. The more chaotic it becomes, the closer you need to be to God. 
you have to stay close. You've got to learn how to step beyond the confusion, the noise, the activity, the uncertainty, and you've got to grab a hold of God and you have to stay close to him. Because if you lose your bearing, everyone else loses theirs. And so you're going to have to stay close to God. And so when it's chaotic, you still have to fulfill Psalm 4610. Be still and know that he's God. Somehow steal yourself and say, it doesn't look like it, doesn't feel like it, but you're God right now. And I'm going to stay close to you. So there's always a level of chaos. Trust that God's at work. Stay close. And during chaotic times, you have to lead with your heart, not with your head. We know that the Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, Spirit, heart, they are the children of God. See, in leadership, I have a couple of zones. I can lead with my habits, my flesh. I can lead with my head, my thoughts, or I can lead with my heart, my faith. And see, I have to lead during chaotic times with my heart because people don't want to know what I think. They want to know what I feel. And they have to feel my heart because when they feel my heart, it gives them courage. I believe one of the reasons that God said to Joshua, be strong and of good courage, was that he knew that other people draw their courage from the leader. And when you have learned to stay close to God and you've learned to lead with your heart, it creates courage for other people. The next thing which sort of facilitates in there is the statement that we've taught before, calm is contagious. The more emotional everyone else gets, the calmer you have to be. Calm is contagious. See, you are the emotional barometer for the rest of the organization. And when emotions get high, you need to get calm. And you need to calm yourself down and you have to be able to understand how to just take your emotions and begin to dial them back and begin to focus at a new level. The next thing is, is that prayer is how you clear out confusion. When I pray, it gives God the ability to filter through the unimportant to help me see what is important. And so if I'm going to lead during the chaotic times, I've got to pray and I have to have clear out the confusion so that I can focus on what's important. And that brings us to the last point. It doesn't matter how chaotic things are. Pursue the purpose that God's given you. So let me be transparent. I talk about what my personal vision is. I want to make heaven bigger. I want to reach lost people. And I want to make the kingdom better. 
I want to enhance leaders. So I want to make heaven bigger and the kingdom of God better. But at our church, our vision is to create an environment so the lost can be saved and the saved can serve. That's our dynamic. Well, no matter what the chaos is going around, my purpose is the same. I'm going to make heaven bigger and the kingdom of God better. My church is going to create an environment for lost people to come to know Christ and for people who know Christ to serve. So I just say to you that leadership chaos is a part of it. There's always going to be a level of chaos. Just trust that God's at work. Learn to stay close. Lead with your heart, not your head. Calm is contagious. Pray so you clear out the confusion. And no matter what, pursue the purpose that God's given you. I hope this helps you because unfortunately, I think what we've just talked about is the new normal of leadership. Again, October 4th, come and be with us in Canton, Ohio. October 20th and 21st at our pastor's conference here in Plano. My new book's coming out, Tough Stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.